Today, we're going to move on to something new. Now that we're done with all the detours that I had lined up, at least until something more interesting happens and then I have to make another detour with our conversations, I'm going to skip back to the um, the train of uh, thought that we had been on. And that was the series that I, um, for now, I'm calling my conversations with Charles. So for those of you who are joining the podcast for the first time my cousin charles is getting married recently and um um so now that he's getting married we've been discussing um lots of stuff you know i'm his um older brother you know his bigger brother type you know that's the kind of relationship that we have and so there are a couple of um questions that he has you know things that he would like to sound me out on you know things of that nature and it's not just my um, cousin Charles, but I've noticed that over the years, since um, you know, in my family, we're trying to um, keep it cool amongst ourselves, you know, brothers, sisters, cousins trying to make sure that we're all um, you know, on the same boat, so it's not um, it's not unusual for one of us to reach out when, you know, we notice that there's someone who has made progress in one aspect and we want to pick their brains um because we're trying to head in a uh, similar uh, trajectory so like when i was much uh younger and i had some uh what would i say you know as most teenagers do you're dissatisfied about your body you know outside of being small and puny uh, my cousin richie at the time was a um he was a uh he had won uh, a championship in uh benway state you know one of those mr macho type things and so since i was starting my own journey then to bulking up you know of course i reached out to cousin richie who's older than me um maybe about five to ten years and you know was able to set me straight on my journey so there is some of that dynamic that also exists between me and some of the younger ones in the family and then apart from that uh you know how we men are you know we we run in a pack so it's also not unusual that people who are not members of my family but who are, uh, you know, maybe like the younger um, uh, photographers here in Abuja or people that I met in Lagos, you know, they're trying to make changes in life and in business. And uh, they think I'm an older brother who has gone ahead on some of these things. And so they reach out. Um, Bottom line, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of these questions that I tag as uh, conversations with Cousin Charles, um, I call it that just because I need a convenient uh, tagline. And not necessarily because every single question that I'm going to treat on this series are going to be uh, questions that Charles has asked me, you know, uh, by himself. Um, so the questions could have come from loads of other people's, but I don't want to um, run multiple series. So I'm just going to lump everything together and call them conversations with Cousin Charles because... Um, just like I have a cousin Charles and people who are similarly in a cousin Charles type of situation, you know, you also have cousin Charles in your family or cousin Susie or cousin Anita or um, whoever. But bottom line, Charles is just a metaphor for um, all these other people, mostly younger men, because I get most of the questions from men. A few ladies want to pick my brain on things, but they usually happen to be um, patients, uh, friends, and associates. Patients is my wife, and maybe they're looking for a male perspective on um, a couple of things.
anyway so now that we're back with all uh, we're done with all the multiple details we're going to move back to the list of questions that i had conversations with cousin charles and today's question is an interesting one um, but i want to do the usual thing i don't want to answer it in the typical yes or no fashion because for those of you who've been listening from day one uh, you remember that in my own opinion a lot of these questions have a lot of fears, have a lot of assumptions. Um, there are lots of things that these questions take for granted. And so to answer these questions fully, there's quite a lot that we need to uh, unpack. Because if I just give a yes or a no answer without giving the nuance or without giving the context, um, it's, not going to serve, uh, it's not going to serve everyone. It's not going to serve everyone well. So I'm going to do my best to try and unpack some of the issues that are involved in today's uh, question. As usual, today's question is something that applies not just to those of you who are getting ready to walk down the aisle. You know, you think you found the love of your life. Um, it also applies to those of us who are already building a life. So for whatever reason, you decided and uh, you married uh, Inkechi or you married uh, Kunle, or whoever it is that you married, and you guys are now um, in it, and uh, you're trying to build that family. You guys have kids, you don't have kids, you have five kids, you know, whatever it is. This is one question that applies to all of us, regardless of the stage that we're in. And so the question is, if you marry the love of your life, will the temptation to cheat lose its power over you? So let me repeat the question again. If you marry the love of your life, will the temptation to cheat lose its power over you? So uh, to answer that question, like I said, I'm not going to give a yes or a no, an unqualified yes or a no. I'm going to unpack a couple of things. So I think it's now time to start unpacking and to start qualifying. And uh, the first uh, aspect of the question that I would like to look into is this idea about the love of your life. If you marry the love of your life. So I think the question kind of takes for granted or carries an assumption that there is such a thing as the love of your life. And that if you marry this love of your life, then that will be like the key determining factor that would um, anchor you firmly in the relationship. And you won't have the temptation uh, to cheat or the temptation to cheat would um, lose its hold all over you. Uh, sorry, its hold over you. Now, the reason why I want to look into this thing is because uh, there are a couple of people that I run into, uh, guys who have this idea, you know, this love of your life idea, and you feel like Nkechi was the love of your life, but her family was not on board, and this and this and that and that, and so you decided to just settle for Neka. And so because Neka is not the love of your life and your mind is out there with Nkechi, even though Nkechi is currently married to Kunle or Nkechi might still be single, but you know maybe that is what is leaving um, your heart open to um, cheating. And that's why the temptation to cheat is uh, still strong. And that's because you haven't married the love of your life, in quote. So I want to look into this idea of, what, um, of uh, the love of your life. Um, I guess the more philosophically astute thing to do at this stage would be to ask, does the love of your life exist? Yes or no? But I'm not going to look into that question today, whether the love of your life um, exists. 
whether we can categorically say that there's such a thing as a love of your life and whether uh yeah yeah so i will just i won't answer that question of whether you can philosophically say that there's a love of your life and how do you identify the person so i'm going to take it for granted that the love of your life does indeed exist what i want to challenge however is the basis for determining this um, love of your life is it something that is magic is it something that is myth or is it something that is by design so again let me repeat the thought process that i'm going through i am taking for granted that the love of your life exists i'm not going to enter into that whole argument of there's no such thing as the love of your life so i'm going to say yes the love of your life exists but how do we determine that is it a matter of magic is it a matter of myth or is it something by design the reason why i'm bringing out uh, the whole thing of magic and myth is because i've heard uh, those stories you know based on uh, greek myth about how in the beginning uh, when the gods created us we are created as um, i think these are some really old ideas like platonic ideas or uh, ideas that precede plato i can't really remember I should have done more research, but unfortunately, what I do is I just take a question and um, freestyle. So maybe in future episodes, I'll do some more research into the myth and then share it with you guys because uh, it's uh, really interesting. Although you can get a hint of uh, some of this kind of thinking in the movie by uh, Will Smith, um, Hancock, the the movie where he was a, a superhero with anger management problems and things like that. So that was part of the mythos that was in the movie that Will Smith's uh, character and uh, Charlie's Theron's character, um, you know, at the dawn of creation or whatever, uh, they were made uh, the perfect pair. And, you know, so they are perfect for each other. Um, and whatever happens, they're always drawn to each other because they're each other's, um, uh, they're the other half or they're the better half. And they will never completely be happy with anybody else except if they're with each other because that was how they were created. That's how the gods created them right from the beginning. So uh, in the Will Smith movie, in the Hancock, you have um, uh, Will Smith, Charlize Theron and others who have been living for millennia and that is just how it has been. They've been created, the two, perfectly for each other. Although the movie takes a spin on the myth, they add an interesting element where so long as uh, Will Smith... <clears throat> and Char- Charlie's Theron and the others, so long as they are together, they lose their invincibility, their powers dwindle, and so uh, ordinary mortals like me and you would be able to kill them. So, um, nothing that grants them peace, you know, that uh, love of your life, better half, uh, the thing that gives them the perfect emotional fulfillment turns out to be their one um, vulnerability. So, if they hook up, and they decide to stay together forever, they're not going to live forever because malaria can kill them or I can take a gun and just shoot Will Smith in the head. So that's um, one of the, that's a more, should I say, modern movie that has explored um, this old concept, um, you know, the mythos of the whole thing that comes from all these um, Greek ideas. So um, in the, in as part of the ancient uh, Greek myth, uh, at least that's the myth that I've been exposed to. Like I said, in future episodes, I'll do some more research and share it with you guys. The idea was that the gods um, made us initially with, uh, I think we had two heads, eight arms, four legs, you know. 
but uh, I think the problem was that we were too formidable or something like that. So it was easier to control if we were just split up in two and uh, we were split in two in random. And so because of that, um, there's always one person who is roaming around feeling like half a person and he's not going to be complete until he runs into um, their better half. So uh, by that token, it would mean that um, at the beginning of time, it was predetermined that Patience and I were one being, and then uh, Patience is my wife, uh, for those of you who are new listeners to the podcast. So the idea would be that Patience and I were one being at the beginning of time, but then at some point we got split up. And so if Patience and I never met, we would both uh, not be at peace and we wouldn't be fulfilled because I'd be walking around with half a body essentially and so um, would she. So this love of your life um, matter. Yes, the love of your life exists. Was this something that is a matter of myth and magic? Something that has been magically and uh, romantically predetermined before both of you were born? Or is it something that is a matter of design? Is there any element of choice in the matter? Is there any element of commitment and follow-through in the matter? I would leave that up to you to design, uh, sorry, to decide for yourself. But in my own opinion, I um, the process of falling in love, yes, is extremely um, magical and it's wonderful um, and it's... Uh, is beautiful and for patience and I you know our, our love is the stuff of is the stuff of movies because I remember watching to all the boys I've loved before and I told her how uh, both of them um, uh, Peter well, I can't remember the guy's name uh, how Peter and um, it's not Mary Jane I can't remember her name anyway about how the couple you know they remind us um, they remind me um, about us and uh, you know, people talking about how our relationship is, um, you know, it's magical, it's exemplary, it's uh, worthy of being turned into a movie. So, yes, I admit that the process of um, falling in love is uh, really magical. It's um, really uh, beautiful and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, but at some point, the thing is, whether this person came into your life through magic or through accident, it has to be, at least for a man anyway, you have to get to the point where it's a matter of choice. Because it's possible that, and I've seen, um, I've read rather of couples in this situation, um, and even uh, yesterday I heard about one on the podcast, where a guy meets a girl in the same manner that I meet patients, and all is well. In fact, let me speak about the most recent one, the one the one that was on the podcast. So the guy meets the love of his life, just like I met patients, and all is well because all is perfect and everything is good. Unfortunately for this young man, I don't know if to say unfortunately or fortunately, but she develops Alzheimer's pretty quickly and in a very rapid um, uh, phase. And so currently, where they're at, this couple, is that... The man is fine, but the woman has totally lost it because of um, the Alzheimer's or whatever degenerative disease that she has. So, for all intents and purposes, uh, the babe that he met and married is still the same, but she doesn't know who the hell she is. She wakes up every day and there's this stranger uh, in her life. And that is how they are living 
their lives right now. So if you're one of these love of your life, magic and myth kind of person, what are you to do in this kind of situation? Are you going to say, okay, she was not the love of my life because you know how we modern people speak. This was not the woman that I married. You know, a babe who doesn't even know who I am. A babe who can't change her clothes. Uh, she can't wash her pants. She can't brush her teeth. I've now become caregiver. You know, I was looking forward to a life of fun and love, but now, now I'm, I'm now, I've now turned to uh, caregiver work. You know, some of us do back in the UK. Um, you know, so at some point, for as a guy anyway, uh, the whole thing about choice commitment and follow through has to enter into the picture, because the magic and the myth doesn't it doesn't always pan out that way as it does um, in the movies so yes we might start with the magic and with the romance and with the everything but as a man at some point the choice and the commitment and the follow-through has to uh, come into the equation so um, and the logic is the same so you could have met your wife like I met patients um, you know, by romantic accident, or you might be one of those people who um, you met your husband or you met your wife because your mom said, this is a good family. The boys from that family, they're all right. This family looks like uh, this particular boy, Kunle. Two of you are kind of like the same age. It's only five years difference. I'll be how you see him now. Should I speak to the mom so that you guys can, you know, you never know you might like each other. There's some families that start like that. You know, you see that that is not quite an arrangement because nobody's being compelled in this situation. But there are people who get married like that. I know two couples who that's how we started. One mom, she thinks, ah, it's not a bad idea. And I'll see our kids, talks to the other mom. And the mom is like, it makes sense. It makes sense. Let's introduce them. You talk to the children. The children are aware there's an introduction. And then things move on from there. And then we also have the extreme end where it's completely arranged like when you finish your marriage sorry when you finish your masters in the uk you're going to come back home uh chief odumegu um has this daughter she's a correct girl i've spoken to chief odumegu when you finish your masters you come home you're going to marry neka after you marry neka you can go back to uh, america and then you start your family this is the life uh this is the wife we have found for you so that's also an extreme situation but however it is that it happened, whether it was the wonderful, magical, romantic thing like me and patience, whether it was the semi-arrangement, introduction, you know, whatever it is we're going to call it kind of thing, or if it was a hardcore move like Popsy or Momsi said, um, you're going to marry uh, Chief Odumegu's daughter, you're going to marry Chief Odumegu's um, son, Whatever it is, at some point, you know, the whole thing of choice and commitment and follow-through comes into the um, into the picture. And that's one of the reasons why we find um, some people who have, uh, who come from the arranged marriage cultures, like uh, Indian families, for instance, and I've seen a couple on documentaries, who they can say confidently, the man can say confidently, like, this is the love of my life. Even though, at the time, how they met was, uh, because back in the UK, back then, it wasn't like now with social media and Skype and everything. You'd be doing your masters in the UK and your uncles and moms here and everybody would tell you that, look, we found wife. 
and we've uh, called the shaman he has read the stars this is a perfect lightning and they'll send you a letter that this is the family she's from and i'll see her picture when you finish school or i'll come back and marry when you marry you can go back to the uk and i've seen couples like that on some documentaries because uh in the uk they're fascinated with this question as well about this whole thing of um, your soulmate what makes a perfect marriage things like that so there are lots of um, documentaries and series about these things you know um love at first sight marriage at first sight uh, those are some of the documentaries i used to enjoy back when patients and i were uh, in scotland so yeah there are couples like that that um, the first time the woman saw the guy was uh, a letter and a picture the same thing for the man but right now they can both say this is the love of my life so does the love of your life exist i'm going to say yes that it does but it's is it something that is magical and mythical was it by design and it's a question of both sometimes you're in that situation where you end up with this correct babe she rocks your boat but unfortunately life turns the other way and it's also the converse is also the case um where it could be the woman who you marry the love of your life solid rock but then things happen and he's not quite the same man that he used to be he still is the love of your life because at some point the choice commitment and follow through has to come into the equation so however it is that you guys met yes this person is the love of your life because you have the person is the love of your life not just because of the magic of the circumstances under which you met but because both of you have decided for it to be so and because of that there's some choice there's some commitment and there has to be some follow through so you really don't have an excuse for saying that neka was the love of your life and because you're married to mimi because of that you're not going to be um happy the responsible thing to do as a man would have been if neka was truly the love of your life then you should have said look momsi all these new people are yearning you know it's for your own pocket for me it is going to be in kechi or nothing if you say i'm not going to marry in kechi then i won't marry you know you put your foot down in uh marriage um classes patients did her marriage classes in abuja uh, i was back in lagos at the time so i moved to abuja after the wedding but whenever i was in town i would attend her classes and it's uh, something that one of the catechists um talk uh, spoke about when he was getting married get ready to get married um the family was of the opinion that there's this other babe now look at her she's tall she's fine she's yellow see her nose see family connection see everything see her leg clean babe everything but he said no that the person i want to marry is this girl yes i know she's short and i know she's black and i know that her family they know to hold you know as in she's not from the right kind of family you get but he insisted that this is the person that me i want to marry and he put his foot down and he said he's happy with his marriage right now and so um if you're one of those magic and myth kind of boys i believe that in kechi is the magic and the myth for you and please by all means put your foot down and make sure that uh, Nkechi is the person that you marry but however once you guys have entered choice commitment and follow through now become a part of the equation so if you marry Nkechi at the time you guys married her legs were clean but then you know after marriage and maybe after five kids Okada now comes and scatters one leg you know you, you now can't say that oh this is not the lady that i married and you know blah 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 and all what not so um as guys 
sorry on this one the reason why i'm speaking to guys directly is because uh well i'm a guy so i don't know much about the feminine experience so uh, guys at some point you know we need to be big boys we need to be men as in it don't happen it don't happen you know kg is now your wife so choice commitment and follow through so uh, i'll wrap it up here because i've gone over 20 minutes so far even though i've promised in times past that um I keep it to 15 minutes. Um, okay, so I'll call it, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. So we've done the love of your life uh, part of the equation. And so tomorrow we will continue with the other assumptions and uh, the other fears and apprehensions and everything that are contained within the question, if you marry the love of your life, will the temptation to cheat lose its power over you? So thank you very much, guys, for listening to my podcast. It's the So You're Getting Married show. Remember that it's just personal perspectives that I'm offering, even though I'm a wedding photographer. Um, okay, rather, I'll say I am just a wedding photographer. I do not have the requisite uh, spiritual background, psychological background, sociological background to be giving advice on these sorts of things. But I figure that I still have well-considered opinions, I hope. And I'll keep lending them out on the podcast um, hopefully to let you guys know what to expect as you're getting ready to walk down the aisle. And then to remind those of us who are um, in the business, whether we've been in it for two years or whether we've been in it for uh, 10 years, um, just to remind us about uh, all those lessons that uh, we were taught uh, before we uh, started on this journey and uh, things that we have to hold fast to and hold um, true to as we continue in uh, building a life and a love after the wedding day. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Taveshima Ayede. I will catch you guys on the next episode.